Each week, I cover the so what of five key crypto stories in about five minutes. Let's go. Number one, Federal Reserve Bank payment outage exposes single point of failure. Number one, Federal Reserve Bank payment outage. The Federal Reserve Bank's payment systems were out of service for several hours this week due to an operational error. The impacted services include FedACH, FedWire, FedCash, and, and other services. Now, FedACH system handles direct deposits of payroll, social security, income tax refunds, as well as scheduled payments for mortgages and utility bills. It supported 62 million transactions a day in 2019. So if you listen to this podcast and you live in the U.S., you depend on FedECH. So what? The outage disrupted payment transactions across the economy and highlighted the single point of failure. Now, a pattern could be emerging because in 2019, FedACH had two disruptions. Recently, I read Sandworm by Andy Greenberg. This book really helped drive home the point that the next great war might be fought in cyberspace. High traffic systems with a single point of failure built on data technology are attractive targets. The US might be better served by a more resilient decentralized system, perhaps one that leverages blockchain technology. This brings us to number two, which is MIT to strengthen Bitcoin. MIT's digital currency initiative has launched a four-year R&D effort to strengthen Bitcoin security. So what? Over the past decade or so, Bitcoin has ascended from an obscure project to a robust network that secures over $1 trillion worth of value. All of this was built off of millions of hours invested by open source developers. This MIT project will look into exploring new programming languages and preemptive investigations against possible attacks. I think this is great news, particularly in light of the recent outage at the Fed. Number three, Coinbase releases financials ahead of IPO. Coinbase, the US leading digital currency exchange, is now expected to be valued over $100 billion at IPO. The first time we talked about this on this podcast, it was around $50 billion, so it's almost doubled in the months since. In 2020, Coinbase reported over $300 million in profits off of $1.3 billion in revenue. The company also served 43 million retail investors, 76% of which are based in the US. So what? The block research has forecasted that Coinbase could generate $2.4 billion revenue in Q1 2021 alone. That's more than twice the full year revenue in 2020. Twice of that in the first quarter of 2021. The IPO at $100 billion would make Coinbase a top 20 financial services company, right below Goldman Sachs and above S&P. The data implies that 
about 10% of Americans have a Coinbase account. It's not far-fetched to anticipate the valuation rising 5x, maybe 10x, as adoption of digital currencies scale. Some industry observers believe Coinbase will become a trillion dollar company. Some are calling it the next Facebook. Number four, NFTs, art record sale. Now, Mike Winkleman is the artist also known as Beeple. Every day for the last 13 years, he creates one piece of digital art. This week, one of those pieces was sold as an NFT for a record $6.6 million. Next week, Christie's will begin a two-week auction of 5,000 pieces. Yes, you heard that right. 5,000 pieces by people with payments accepted in Ether. So what does this all mean? Why, who cares about NFTs? NFTs have been booming lately. The market size grew over 700% from 2017 to 2020, and it's estimated to be $340 million at the end of 2020. Think of NFTs as a new type of file, like JPEG or MP3. NFTs are encrypted files authenticated by blockchain technology. They are not limited to art. For instance, NBA Top Shot is a partnership with the NBA and Drepper Labs, which enables fans to purchase officially licensed video of key plays. NFTs are ushering a new era for creators. Leonardo da Vinci painted the Salvatore Mundi painting, which sold for almost half a billion dollars in 2017, a world record. Yet, in da Vinci's lifetime, he likely was a cut or two above a starving artist. With NFTs, in the future, the creator or their estate could receive commission about 10% commission upon the resale of their work. Bottom line is this, digital art and NBA Top Shot are opening doors for new consumers to engage with cryptocurrencies and blockchain applications. Number five, Dubai fund sells Bitcoin to buy Cardano and Polkadot. FD7 Ventures has about a billion dollars under management. And the crypto fund thesis has evolved, and it's now that it now believes Cardano and Polkadot and Ethereum will be the foundation for Web 3.0. As a result, they're selling Bitcoin valued at $750 million to buy Cardano and Polkadot. So what? Investors are going beyond Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is like the gateway drug into crypto. FD7's decision highlights growing excitement around Ethereum, Cardano, and Polkadot. These blockchains support greater functionality than Bitcoin. Cardano is a third-generation cryptocurrency network. It aims to improve upon Bitcoin by having faster and more secure blockchain. It is also more scalable and safe than Ethereum. There are pilot projects in Ethiopia and Tanzania leveraging Cardano to extend financial services to the unbanked. Polkadot aims to be the platform for Web 3.0 by connecting a new web of decentralized blockchains. Now in Web 3.0, 
Trust is built into the network. Individuals have more power than corporations and governments, and people own their own data. That's all for this week. Have a good one.